All right, we're live. So um, I want to welcome, first of all, I want to welcome my guest today, uh, Jody Nelson. Hi, everybody. Say hi to everyone. There we go. <laughs> I might have talked over you. Can you say it again? <laughs> hi, everybody. Thanks for being here. Um, so we did have, I just, first, the second thing I want to do is thank everyone for using the the Google form and, and giving us topics to talk about. This is a this is what I wanted it to be last year it was student driven like what what is on everyone's mind and then we react to that and and help you out with topics you're asking questions of. So this group is much more interactive and I think it was new last semester so um we're just maybe getting into the swing of things but um for, thanks thanks for doing that. So that that's brings us to the topic of this episode. Um so a lot of students have been uh, and I just filled Jody in on this and asked her to be here since she's a, do you want to tell them about the jobs team, kind of what we do, first of all? Sure. So basically, we we try to do a lot of things from help with resumes and cover letters to um, practice interviews, um, help students with elevator speeches, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of, we're trying to get more organized and more, I guess, uniform, would you say, with the, the way we approach this. And I think we've we've learned a ton this, this semester, especially. Um, and then I, Dennis kind of drove, was driving this, I think, and, and we jumped in and under his lead. So, um, I, I mean, I'm giving him a shout out on the podcast, Dennis is the man and i just uh he kind of took it upon himself to get us organized and uh it's um dennis and brandy and jody and myself on the the bell program jobs team and i think we've done some good work and uh hopefully you can all benefit from some of that so that's what this episode's about you've done um, a lot so the, with networking too you and oh yeah dennis well networking is a big part of all it done a lot with networking yeah and LinkedIn. We all have, yeah. Don't sell, don't sell ourselves short. We've all done a good. <laughs> we all found our niche, and we've, uh, you know, Jody's really organized the, the jobs package that we do um, really well, and uh, we're utilizing Zoom a lot, which has been nice for the recordings. You don't have to have your IRE students know that the SD cards, <laughs> having to have your own SD card, and forgetting that all the time. So. Uh, we don't have to do that anymore with Zoom, which is nice. Um, so the first question comes from Anonymous, and that's kind of what sparked um, this idea for the topic. And then, and then I'll go into a couple other uh, things that people had said. But the oh, did you want to read that one? The from season two, episode four. Yes. So it says, I was wondering if maybe we could go beyond the podcast and maybe do a little seminar about how to use Word to make our own resume templates. I get tired of using the free ones online and I think it would be very beneficial to us to be able to create professional resume templates for our future jobs. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, Anonymous, <laughs> but one thing that we've learned a lot about and there's still a lot more to learn about is the ATS, the applicant tracking systems. So um, I actually will 
share in the seminar and professionalism classroom um, a material called resume makeover and what that has in it is a couple templates that are actually optimized for applicant tracking systems so for those of you that aren't familiar with that it's basically the first the first thing that your uh, resume gets passed through so when you apply for some some job online whether it's through linkedin or glassdoor or some other site it goes through an ats so that ats is filtering the the resumes coming in so a human being doesn't have to do as much work and they're not perfect and they make mistakes and people get filtered out and we don't want you to do that so excuse me i took a big drink of water before we started and now it's uh uh coming back so um by sticking with a template that has standard headings for each section and it's in a particular order like it the ats looks for the order to be a certain way um i would recommend going and looking i put i'll put two templates in that classroom to look at and there's also some really cool things that are there's one called job scan and i can't remember what the other one is off the top of my head but you can put in a your resume and put in the job post and it will give you a match like it'll tell you what match you are to that job post so i had a one student a bell cohort two student did this uh, on my suggestion he sent me his resume and then i said um why don't you go in the classroom and try those so he did it he put in the resume he put in the job post and he was a 35 percent match so um he took gave some suggestions too and then he used one of the templates so he put his resume in the template and then made the changes that the at or the job scan i think is the one he used told him to do and he was an 88 percent match for the same post so um it's one of those things that it, it it goes against everything we learned about being creative but at the same at the same time you have to get past the gatekeeper to get into the building right so the ats is the gatekeeper you have to get your pass so but the other thing you can do sorry i'm talking so much jody i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this to you in a second um the other thing you can do is so you, you upload just so when you go online and apply that's how everyone's doing it now so you go on you upload this resume so you're going to upload your ats resume that you've worked on and gotten a good match score with um and then at the end of the app you know usually at the end you can upload three more documents so i would suggest cover letter you should always have a cover letter it makes you stand out um if you have a reference list you s submit that as well and then make a visual resume and submit that now jody will talk about the visual resume because her and i have done some work on that too and i think this is a good pl place to be more creative right i would agree with that because um, so if the question is about layout trying to create layouts in word is very labor intensive and so we could teach that but it might be your time might be better spent elsewhere honestly and so if you want to create a very visually appealing resume um, powerpoint might be your best bet um, you just need to be careful that things line up and the fonts are the way you want them and all that but um, 
the visual resume created through something like PowerPoint or, or some other software, um, if you have access to some kind of creative suite software, um, would work too. But <clears throat> that's kind of where you get your chance to be artistic and add just different visual elements, whether that be if you want your photo on it. Um, we usually recommend against that, but on a visual resume, that might be just fine. Uh, it's going to be a personal choice. Um, and you can add a background, whatever you want for elements on that. And it's very, it's a lot easier to work with than it would be in Word. And so I think it won't be as time consuming. Right. And, you know, PowerPoint has all those tools that help you line everything up and, and put mm -hmm. in text boxes and such. So. Um, you probably all have done enough presentations to know how to use PowerPoint to some to some extent. Um, uh, did you post your? Jody and I both created visual resumes. We we're working with some students, and we both made our own as well. Did you post yours on your LinkedIn? I didn't yet. I was thinking of making some changes to it just for you know. I have my resume, but I was maybe going to make one that's. You know, if you're a student, contact me for and list some things. If if you um, are a community college faculty member, contact me for you know that kind of a thing. Sure. I was going to experiment with that a little bit and oh, see. Oh, that's if a good idea. Come up with a layout for that. I like that idea. Um, Thanks. So don't mind if I borrow that idea too, and in my in my spare time, maybe work on that. Oh, hey, you um, told me about visual resumes to start with. So <laughs> I wouldn't even have well, It wasn't one. my idea. It definitely was something I saw. But um, so I have posted mine. I made one because I figured, why should I tell a student to do something that I'm not going to do myself? Right. So um, if you go to my LinkedIn, so it's uh, whatever, www.linkedin.com slash Anthony dash J dash Venditto. Um, or you can just search Anthony Venditto and it'll come up. Um, but I have in my featured section a visual resume that I made that would be um, kind of something, it, it showcases your creative ability, I think, and it's a way to um, send a message that the, the one you want to deliver. So that's that's more of your, the, this. if you could summarize yourself, you could boil yourself down into a, an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, right? That's not really a resume's job. A resume is kind of tailored to show how you fit a position, right? So you should be tailing your resume to each position. That's where that kind of that job scan and all that will come in handy, tell you how well you match that resume. And I'm definitely not telling you to lie on that. Um, you just are conveying your skills in the words they use. So if you don't have a skill, don't say you have that skill because the best way to get to lose a job or lose an offer is to, for them to find out that you, you lied on your resume. So don't do that. But um, there's certainly words that keywords that companies will use that maybe you've chosen a different word well the ATS only matches keywords so um, you know some of the things there's a there's a ATS do's and don'ts so for example a student has FEA you know finite element analysis you would put finite element analysis and then in parentheses put FEA and then that you hit both forms of that keyword right so it's just little things like that but I will upload that It'll be in the classroom probably before you hear this episode um, because that's how efficient I am. I can, plus I control when the recording posts. 
<laughs> so yeah, I would definitely, um, if you want to be creative, uh, like Jody said, use PowerPoint, or I think you can get publisher from, you can go on to your Office 365 account and download Microsoft Publisher if you prefer to use that. I think PowerPoint's something most of us have on our machines and it works really well. So you just format the design, you just go to the design slide and uh, change the slide size to whatever eight and a half by 11. Um, I kept it portrait landscape. If you think of it, if you're gonna post this on LinkedIn, which you could do this as well to promote yourself. Um, I look at it like portrait or, you know, your your screen is in portrait mode, right? You're, you know, the other, you could get super creative with this. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, formatted to fit on a piece of paper. You could go the, you know, the 16 to nine ratio, you know, and go, but go, you know, I've made a flyer that looks like really good on, on LinkedIn, on the LinkedIn uh, app, because if I pull up on my phone, it's the whole screen of my phone right so you could get creative remember this is a the visual resume is your chance to be to get kind of fun and creative but i would definitely recommend going through the the resume makeover section that i'll post in the classroom and if you there's a linkedin learning section titled the same title that's where i uh, got a lot of this information actually combined it from two different linkedin learning courses um some of the material i got but um, it was a career strategist guide to um, job search and um, resume makeover. So if you have time, those are some really good resources to look at. And you get some exercises in there and um, and those the templates are directly from that uh, resource. So if you don't know that by now that you have LinkedIn Learning, you have LinkedIn Learning through Minnesota State University. So you just go to mnsu.edu, type in LinkedIn Learning, click on the, the big yellow box, and you just go and link your LinkedIn to your MNSU, you know, your single sign-on, star ID and all that, and you have free LinkedIn Learning while you're a student. So pretty good resource. We've used it quite a bit, haven't we, Jody? We have. It's been great. Well, I think we talked enough about that. Well, we've never talked about enough about that, I guess. The resume is one <laughs> of the biggest parts. Um, but IRE students, Bell students know that they can reach out to any of us at any time. IRE students maybe don't know that or aren't comfortable with us. So um, you you have a facilitator, for probably a Bell program facilitator for your co-op. Uh, reach out to them or reach out to anyone. Any one of us, we've all done this training um, you know, like I said, uh, Jody, Brandy and I, and Dennis are all on the jobs team. So, um, we kind of do this training and then disseminate it to the rest of the team. So, um, you know, if, if you, if you need resume feedback, send it to one of us. If you need timely resume feedback, give us a deadline. So we know to get to it. We do have a lot of students who are taken care of, but we're, and we're happy to help, but we do, if you need it, you know, <laughs> tomorrow at 8 a.m you better tell us that you need it tomorrow at 8 a.m so it'll get done in time so great point tony yeah we are happy to help um yeah but we work better with deadlines right <laughs> yes that helps too <laughs> <laughs> uh do you want to read peyton's comment 
Sure. So Peyton said, now that Bell Cohort One is moving into their senior year, I think it would be a great idea to do a podcast over choosing a job after we graduate with our degrees. I know we still have a little over a year before we graduate since we will spend one semester as a super senior, but I think it's an important issue that should be discussed. Thanks for reading my suggestion. Hope to hear a podcast about it in the future. Thanks. Awesome. First of all, Peyton, I want to think of that extra semester as you being a super junior. <laughs> no i'm just kidding um but i like that it's good to start thinking about that now do you have any thoughts on that jody since i talked so much <laughs> choosing a job wow well you're all going to be in a different situation than i was in i graduated without any work experience and so um I think I couldn't be as choosy about where I got a job. Um, yeah, hopefully your experience will get you a lot of choices. And so I think, you know, when I went to my first job, I got really, it, it wasn't my ideal job in my ideal location as far as I thought. You know, I liked my job, but I wanted to be closer to my family. And that didn't happen. And then I got comfortable. <laughs> and now it looks like I'm a permanent Minnesota resident, which is fine, but still far from my family. <laughs> so um, I guess it depends what you want to do. If you, if you really want to be able to settle in long term somewhere, um, maybe you want to look at those kinds of things, location, what you really want. Um, there is something to be said also for being willing to move around. So um, I, I know a lot of people, not just in engineering, but a lot of people who have said in order to get a raise and be where they felt they should be at that stage in their career, they had to change jobs. Um, a lot of companies just don't recognize your experience when you stay with them, which is unfortunate. And so it's it's kind of a, a choice if if you think you want to be long term with a company that's awesome if you think you're going to have to move around to keep your career moving forward uh, that's a possibility too i don't know what do you think tony um yeah i, I mean i agree with everything you just said, said there I, that's interesting that you say that that a company doesn't necessarily recognize and not this is not every company not every company but yeah. Um, it does, it's almost like, think of it like your car. If some people just get in their car and drive it and they don't do any maintenance and if there's no problems with it, they, you know, you put gas in it and that's your paycheck. And, and as long as there's no problems and there's no squeaks and groans and stuff, they just keep driving right along. Right. Well, it can get like that. You know, I've, I've worked for a number of companies and, um, you know, I've worked for ones that really appreciate their employees and really uh, recognize uh, um, your growth and recognize your commitment to them. And I've been at other companies where you don't even get a Christmas card or a thank you, you know, your paycheck's supposed to be thanks enough. Um, if you find yourself in that position and, and you want to be valued, then yeah, you got to start looking around. So um, I think this is a good point. I, I did a mentorship uh, workshop last week 
and we talked about finding a mentor. So hopefully you've all done some or have someone that you've, um, you know, met that you could probably be, that could take the form of your mentor, right? So what we talked about in my workshop was basically the difference between having an internal mentor, um, internal being like your supervisor, someone that can help guide you through the company and guide you in that confine. Well, you do need an external mentor for when you want to start making a move. Well, hopefully you look for someone that's achieved something that you want to achieve, right? So this is kind of where I talked last semester, I had did a um, podcast and talked about dumb goals. So we talk about smart goals a lot. And, and we did one talking about dumb goals. And that's something I heard from a, from a personal growth. Um, so basically the dream. So what's your, you know, this is like your five, what do you want to be doing in five years? What do you want to be doing in 10 years? Right. So kind of making a career map, like what, where do you want to be at this stage in your life? Right. Um, and then you was <laughs> drawing a blank. Oh my goodness. I have my notes somewhere. Stall him, Jody. Stall him. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah. I got it. <laughs> I found my own notes from my own podcast and then I'm forgetting it already. Uh, and that was from another podcast that I took the idea from. Uh, so uplifting. So positive, right? You obviously don't want to have, I don't want to be dead in five years, right? That's not a good uplifting goal, right? So make it kind of uplifting and positive. Uh, and then M, that's where the, you know, methodology. So that's kind of where your smart goals, like the little steps you need to take. So if you're thinking about going from one floor of your career to another floor, um, you know, what, what are the steps you have to take to get there? And M also stands for mentor because a mentor is someone who's gone from the floor you're on to the floor you want to get to, right? So um, that's kind of where you can get some advice. How did I get, um, how do I do what you did? you know, what are some things I can be doing now? And that's, that's what I want to get to here. Um, because it's also when you have this plan, and you find your dream job. So my dream job is I'm just pretending. And uh, I, I want to be the head of the mechanical engineering department at, you know, Ford, right? So what are the skill sets that that person has? Like, can I find a job post? Can I find something? What are those skill sets that I have? And then how many of those skill sets do I have now? And then how can I get these other ones? Well, some of these jobs straight out of school are just so you can check the boxes for the career that you want to get to eventually, right? Because you're not, chances are, and kudos to you if you do this, if you get your dream job right out of graduation. Would you say that? I mean, I know I'd... <laughs> I, I'd love to play that for someone sometime. My, my co-op presentation was, I was applying for like Chrysler and General Motors and Ford and Harley Davidson and Polaris and Indian motorcycles and all those. And I started out talking about, I had the Harley logo on the screen and I'm like, I, when I started looking for my full-time job, you know, I was going to work for Harley. I want to be a, an engineer in the engine department. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then I got a job at AMI, you know? So it's like, um, you know, you have to understand that you, you know, some people do, some people, I'm not going to talk bad about them or say they did something wrong, but they find their dream job and get their dream job right out of school. Some of you, who knows, you might be working for your dream company right now in your co-op. Um, 
good good for you but some of us don't have that opportunity you know so you have to start can i use this <laughs> and this is a don't do this in interview tell them that i can gain the skills that i want here <laughs> so in 10 years i can be somewhere else right so remember <laughs> in an interview it's all about what you can do for them they don't care what they can do for you they're giving you a paycheck that's what they care about right <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you have anything to add to that <laughs> well just i think you could also frame it you know like some of the things you're saying you could frame it in how can you add value and so if you choose somewhere that you know you could add a lot of value you're going to have a lot more for your resume you're going to have a lot more star stories for your next position if you do that so when I was straight out of college, I just kind of took the first job that came along uh, because I didn't have the experience to support you know, having a lot of choice. And you know, it, it's a great company, I have no complaints, but I maybe wasn't the best fit for that position. And so it wasn't just that it was a little difficult for me, it was that I wasn't giving them the value that they needed in someone in that position. And then when it came time that I decided to look for a new job, I didn't have a lot of great specifics for my resume. And I think that that hurt me a bit. And so I would, I guess, you know, if you do have some choice and there's a choice that you know you could add a lot of value uh, just because of the nature of the job or the expertise that requires, um, I feel like that's helpful. Right. Yeah, and in your co-op, you know, we had a company present last week and basically the co-op is an extended interview, right? So you're being interviewed for a position right now. Um, so if it's some, if you are working somewhere where you want to stay working, remember that you're being interviewed. <laughs> so it's all about what you're going to do for them, what they can, not what they can do for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Was that JFK that said that? That's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Well, this is kind of the same thing, but um, secretly in the back of your, in your secret master plan that you have here on your whiteboard in your bedroom or on the inside of your closet door, you're like in 10 years, I'm going to be <laughs> the lead engineer at SpaceX, you know, and the, the company that you're working for doesn't need to know that your internal mentor doesn't need to know that your external mentor should know that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I don't know how much I want to go down. We've gone down that road quite a long ways, actually. This is longer than I thought. Um, I'm going to read this one because it kind of goes into this. So um, so Elizabeth asked a question. It said, I have started interviewing for full-time engineering positions, and I've seen there are some differences between interviewing for a co-op or internship and a full-time engineering position, i.e. they're longer, they ask different questions, there's more interviews, etc. Um, maybe a good topic would be to discuss the differences and how to prepare for a full-time engineering interview and I'm assuming a co-op and also um, what to do when you get an offer for a full-time position um, so um, Elizabeth says that she knows a lot of the IRE students are going through this process and then the Bell students like Peyton said are going to be going through this now um, so yeah um, yeah that's she highlighted all of the things here yeah they're longer they ask more technical questions right um and then there's more steps in the interview process right so. 
Uh, I will throw it back. Do you have any suggestions for how to prepare? I've got some ideas, but I'd rather hear from you first. Put you on the spot. I don't know. I guess it seems to me like company research is going to play an even more important role here. Yep. Um, that's kind of the thing that comes to mind for me. Well, you told me. Well, so I asked um, one of my students. He stopped in and talked to the cohort twos, which was awesome. And I appreciate that. And then I asked if I could share how he prepared for his interview. Um, and he said I could. So I don't know. I didn't ask him about this podcast. So I won't say his name, but he prepared. So I think he was in step six of the interview process. So it started out, um, it was two digital interviews, I believe. So it was where you get like a, a topic and then you record a video presentation. Uh, like a three minute answer or something or a minute and a half answer to three questions or whatever and you have to you have 15 minutes to do it so you, i think you did that a couple times maybe the first one was a personality test step one was personality test step two and three were these video digital interviews they call them uh and then it was a human resource person then it was a human resource person and someone from engineering or the co-op program and then then it was the engineers from a bunch of departments, you know, so it was like quite a few steps and it got more and more rigorous every time. But um, this student had an eight page prep document. So he knew who was going to be in his interview because they told him who was going to be in his interview. So he went and researched each person and he found out like if they wrote papers, he went and read their paper and he learned where they went to school. And, you know, then he obviously researched the job he researched the company, the program he applied for. And then he looked at the product lines they had. He found out some things that were important. I think environmental, like environmental advances they had done because that's important to him. And then also just some other things that he was curious about, like what was their growth? You know, he looked at their stocks and how, how well they've been doing. Are they in the growth period, um, et cetera. So, um, there's a lot of research that goes into it. So at this point, you're not, it's not the numbers. Maybe it is the numbers game for you. But um, when you start looking for entry level positions, um, it's a lot more about quality. So if it's a job you really want, the effort you put in is the effort you get out. So you, you're going to have to spend some time. And then my other resource I want to talk about is Glassdoor because, um, um, you can type in, so when you get that digital interview, I just did this for a stu another student, um, you type in the company and digital interview in a Google search, and a lot of times Glassdoor comes up and people will share the questions they were asked. Don't read their answers, because th their answer doesn't mean anything to you, right? But you can read the question and you can have kind of your elevator pitch for each question, your star story picked out. Um, you know, you can kind of get an idea of what you're gonna get asked, so you can, I mean, it's, stressful when you have 10 minutes to finish three questions and you can yeah you can record it a couple times and edit it you know re-record your answer but if you run out of time and you don't answer all questions guess who doesn't move to the next round right so doing a little prep work there you know that's probably step one uh and then you know start researching the company know some things about the company um ask some questions go on linkedin and um 
connect with some engineers. If you're going to work in the mechanical department somewhere, connect with mechanical engineers and ask if in that connection note, which you should always be filling out, um, you shouldn't never just hit connect and walk away from LinkedIn. You should always have a note while you're connecting with them. Ask them if you can set up a time to ask them some questions. Um, learn more about the job. Learn so you go into this interview prepared and you can really blow them away. I mean, that's what this is all about. Again, reach out to the facilitators. This is, um, it adds a lot of our, it's a lot of our workload is, is this kind of the career services we do. So, um, you know, use us as a resource, but I'm going to skip ahead because we're kind of running long here. Um, but the second thing is what do you do when you get an offer, right? So do you have any suggestions for that, Jody? Other than phone a friend? <laughs> Um, I guess it depends, you know, how happy you are with what they offer, but um, for sure, some companies will say, you know, please let me know by and give you a date. If they don't, uh, make sure you agree on one, you know, is it okay if I let you know by next Wednesday or or that kind of a thing? Um, So they know when they can expect to hear back from you if you're going to accept or not. And then um, once you do accept, if there's any other companies that are looking at you seriously to hire, it would be worth sending them a note to say that um, at this time, you know, you're accepting a position with someone else and, and to not consider you anymore. You know, write a very, a very nice note to them, thanking them for giving you this opportunity up to now and, you know, you never know in the future what you're going to want to do who you're going to work with but um just as a courtesy to them so they know because they have a lot usually going on with candidates and things and so if if you know for sure that you don't want them to consider you any anymore it's just kind of a courtesy absolutely you don't want to ever burn a bridge in engineering because the engineering world as big as it seems and as hard as it is to get a job somewhere you never know when that connection you made is going to come back. Um, I had a, you know, I had an interview at Tesla when I was a junior at IRE and, uh, um, I reached out a number of times throughout, you know, and just kind of gave an update and, you know, I didn't get the job, but I asked why I didn't get the job, but I never burned that bridge. And I actually, you know, still just give him, you know, hear from him occasionally and, and give him an update. He's moved on since, but, um, you just never know when, when that connection's going to, you know, it's kind of like planting a tree, <laughs> let the fruit grow. And then someday you're going to get hungry enough and eat that fruit. You know what I mean? So, um, that's kind of the key to, to networking. And that's why I also suggested reaching out and talking to engineers. You never know. Um, and you might, someone you met at another company might end up being your mentor. You know what I mean? So it's just, um, I mean, this, this is a good topic. We definitely come back for another Uh, another episode on this but hopefully this kind of helps get you in that direction um i know ron does some stuff like this in seminar and i will uh you know throw some more feedback if you have any more feedback or you want to do uh you know one of the questions was asked about you know having a seminar topic on this if that's something you want to do in one of those tuesday nights together too and ask questions um we could certainly see if we can work that into the schedule so Um, I don't want to take any more time because I think this episode got pretty long. (laughs) So thank you, Jody, for being here and 
Thank um, you, Tony. Listening to me talk for (laughs) 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 so long. It was perfect, Tony. Oh, thanks. I appreciate the input and uh, the work you're doing on the in the jobs team. So this has been we we love sharing this stuff. Um, Like I said, we'll throw we'll throw those resources for that resume makeover in the uh, seminar professionalism classroom. So you can access those and, and benefit from them. Cause I think it's a good, good thing. So do you have any final words or dirty jokes no. to tell? <laughs> Jake's and I appreciate all your work. And, and I think you're right. Maybe in the future, something um, along the lines of negotiation or something like that. Might yeah. Be, but yeah. Yeah, we didn't really get into the negotiation part as much as I'd like, but I don't want to keep it too long. So maybe that would be a good, yeah, good idea. Thank you. Thanks again for being here. Thank you. Thanks for all your hard work, Tony. Thanks. Pow, pow.